So we're in this series on abundant living. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. We learned last week that we are kings. We're in the kingdom with kingdom dominion and we have the keys of the kingdom of God. And Brendis brought up so beautifully during the offering that we are to take and subdue the earth with all of its vast resources. Psalms 110 verse 1 and 2 talks about how that he has given us the ability to walk with him to the degree that our enemy enemies become our footstool. That's, is that right? Yes. That means the enemy is under your feet. The Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Praise God. One of the greatest revelations that I received when I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, when the life of God came on the inside of me, was the fact that Jesus Christ is my Redeemer and that He has in fact redeemed me from the curse of the law. You know, we don't want to get uh, too familiar with Galatians 3.13 and feel like we've eaten everything out of it. Because Galatians 3.13 is a revelation for you and I for every day. It says there that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. One translation says this, that Christ has purchased our freedom. I love that. Through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, we were purchased, we were ransomed, and rescued from the curse of the law. That's good news. That means no more curse for you. That means no more curse for me. You cannot curse whom God has blessed. The devil is the one that has brought the curse and he will try to bring up the curse to us on a regular basis. But thank God we can bring up the blessing to him. We're no longer under the curse. We're living under the blessing of the Lord. And the blessing of the Lord is up on each and every one of you this morning. I love this quote by Gloria Copeland. Look what she says. She said, everything good is in the blessing. Everything bad is in the curse. There's no middle ground. I'm going for the blessing. I'm going for the blessing. How about you? How about your household? Are you going for the blessing? Well, the Copelands have gone for the blessing and the blessing of the Lord has done them well. But not only has the blessing of the Lord enriched their lives, they've been able to give over $333 million worldwide to different ministries and mission things since they started in ministry. Isn't that powerful? So when people criticize people like that, you need to look at their giving. When you look at people's harvest and you look at their receiving, don't be critical. You've got to look at what they've sown. You know, a man's harvest in life depends entirely on what he or he, she sows. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. God bless the Copelands. Amen. Amen. So we're redeemed from the curse of the law. And then verse 14, notice with me, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus. You know, you're a Gentile. You're either a Jew or a Gentile. 
Amen. There's no difference now. Neither male nor female, neither Jew or Gentile. For you are all new creations and you are all one in Christ Jesus. So the blessing is yours. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. You see, whereas the curse is an empowerment to fail, the blessing is an empowerment or a declaration to cause you to prosper and to succeed in everything you do in life. Amen. And if you want to know more about the blessing, get familiar with this blessed book. This is a blessed book. You won't read this book and go away in tears feeling bad about yourself. But you'll read this book and find out who you are, where you are, what you have, and what you can do in and through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Raise up your sword right now. Or your device. Just go ahead and wave it around. Make the devil mad and make Jesus glad. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you must be one of them Bible toters. You bet I am. You must be one of those that believes in divine healing, speaking in other tongues, and divine life. You bet we are. That's who we is, and we're glad about it. Amen. Now, if you look at Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 14, you'll get very familiar with the blessing. And we don't have time to go into all of that today, but I recommend you reading verses 1 through 14 on a regular basis. You'll see that you're blessed in the city and in the field. That you're above only and you're not beneath. Glory to God. But one verse I want to pay specific close attention to this morning is found in Deuteronomy chapter 28. And notice with me in verse 7. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 7. Notice this. The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee. That doesn't mean the Lord is causing your enemy to come. What that means is his cause, when the enemy rises up against you, they will be smitten before thy face. Everyone say, smitten before my face. Now notice this. He says, they shall come against you one way, but they will flee before you how many ways? Now, that word smitten, now your translation, if it's New King James Version or another one, uh, it may be smote. How many of you have smote in your, in your translation? Well, that word smitten in the Hebrew says this, a sudden, quick, decisive, fatal blow with the intent to utterly conquer and destroy and defeat. That is part of the blessing. He will cause those enemies that come against you to be smitten before thy face. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You know, think about it a minute. Isn't that exactly what David did? With that big old bad dude, Goliath? You know, Goliath was talking trash. He was talking some serious trash. 
But David wasn't moved by the trash that Goliath was talking. He was moved by his covenant that he has with a covenant-keeping God. He says, hey, big guy, you come to me with a sword and spear, but I come to you. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Before David and before you. See, uncircumcised means that there's no covenant there. And when a person doesn't have a covenant, they're without hope. They're without God in this world. Well, Goliath's stature was much bigger than Goliath. But Goliath forgot that his God, David's God, was much bigger than him. Amen. And I think it's uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 49. Now notice this. Same thought, same word, smite and smote. Let's read it together. Ready, read. And, the, and David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine. That the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. Now let's insert that word smote and smitten. David put his hand in his bag and took a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine. Suddenly, quickly, decisively, delivering him a fatal blow with the intent to utterly conquer and destroy and defeat. That big boy fell dead. That confrontation ended quickly. And you'll notice in a couple verses later, it says, when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, what did they do? They fled. When they saw that their champion was dead, they fled, they ran. And I'll tell you what, they were not running in faith, they were running in terror. They were literally running in panic. They were scared to death. They saw their big champion fall and they knew that they didn't have a chance. And as they were running, the children of Israel ran after them. Someone said, Brother Hagin's meeting years ago, Brother Hagin, I got the devil on the run. Only trouble is the devil's running after me. And chasing me. Well, that's not the case with you and I. Say, I mean, we got the devil on the run. So we see here that part of the blessing is to smite those enemies that come against us. In Exodus chapter 23 and verse 27. Now this is from the NLT. It says this. I will send my tear ahead of you and I'll create panic. Among all the people whose lands you invade, I will make your enemies to turn and run. Say that with me. He's making my enemies to turn and to run. And that's exactly what happens when you resist the devil. What happens when you resist the devil? Well, when you resist the devil, he will run from you as in terror. 
Now, I've read this before, but I'm going to read it again. Let me find it. This is a quote from Rick Renner. Rick Renner is actually working on a, a translation of the Bible in the New Testament. He's got some books already done, and he's working diligently. It's going to be something to behold. It's going to be just wonderful. But just bear with me a moment as I, I look at this translation. This is literally out of the Rick Renner's translation. Someone say this to me. I'm submitted to God. I resist the devil, and he flees from me. Now listen to this. Stand firmly against the devil. That's right. Be unbending and unyielding in a way that he knows he's up against a serious contender. If you will take this kind of stand, he will tuck his tail and run like a criminal who knows the day of his prosecution is upon him. Once you start resisting him, he will flee from you as in stark terror. Oh, glory to God. I like that, don't you? And so, uh, let's go back to Deuteronomy 28 again. And look at verse 7 in the uh, message translation. Message translation says it this way. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 7. We want to make sure we get over there. Notice this. He says, God will defeat your enemies who attack you. They will come out you come at you on one road and run away on seven roads. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, it's wonderful to notice together this morning that the context of verse 7 flows right into verse 8. Keep that thought in mind. One road, flee before you on seven roads. Now, I want you to look at verse 8 of Deuteronomy 28. And we're going to look at that in the King James Version. Let's piece this together and pull this all together. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 7. I'm going to wait for it. Notice with me. In this context, it says, The Lord will cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They'll come against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Now let's look at verse 8. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses... And in all that thou set thy hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God gives thee. Wow. This is a beautiful statement. The context of verse 8 speaks of blessed storehouses. We're working on our storehouse right now. Are you working on your storehouse? This is from the Jewish Hamish. The context of this verse speaks of the blessed storehouses, suggesting that the fleeing enemy will leave behind a wealth of supplies and provisions to take at will. In other words, when he's running, he's going to have to leave it all. He's going to have to leave it all to be taken at your will. I went into the enemy's camp. And I took back what the devil has stolen from me. I marched right into the enemy's camp. Remember those lepers? They said, why sit here till we die? Why just sit around here till we die? And they got up 
And they headed toward the enemy's camp, and the enemy had already left. And not only did they leave, but they left their goods. They left their spoils. They left their gold. They left their riches. Come on, somebody. I think it's time for us to march right into the enemy's camp and take back some things that the enemy has stolen from us. I think it's time that we rise up and we subdue and we take what rightfully belongs to us and we take it back in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Adam Clark says this, and I quote, Adam Clark says, They shall come against thee one way in the firmest and most united manner. And flee seven ways and shall be utterly broken, confounded, and finally routed and defeated. That's from Adams Clark commentary, which is a great commentary that I highly, highly recommend. Praise the Lord. I got to thinking now, the word seven, the name seven. Everyone say seven. Well, what does seven represent? Well, if you study it out, the number seven means completeness. The number seven also means perfection. But the number seven also means complete and total victory. Seven. And then, as you think about it, there are seven redemptive names of Jehovah. And as you look closely at life you'll see that there are basically seven major enemies that come against us in our lives. Let's think about what those are. Number one, we could say the enemy of sickness and disease. Number two, the enemy of poverty and lack. Number three, the enemy of defeat and failure. Number four, the enemy of worry and care. Number five, the enemy of confusion. Number six, the enemy of condemnation. And number seven, the enemy of fear. Now these names that we're going to look at briefly this morning, these are weapons in your arsenal against those enemies that come against you. And I want to look at those seven redemptive names of Jehovah this morning. For the enemy of sickness and disease, we have Jehovah Rapha. I said we have Jehovah Rapha. In Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26, right at the end of that verse, he said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Amen. Now notice with me, it doesn't say that I was. He says, I am. The great I am is the still the great I am who healeth you. Healing is part and parcel of the redemptive work of Christ on Calvary. He not only bore our sins, but he also bore our sickness and bore our diseases. I was watching F.F. Bosworth yesterday. I said I was watching him. I was listening to his book, Christ the Healer. The whole book is read by his son. Christ the Healer is a masterpiece on the subject of divine healing. If you do not have the book, Christ the Healer, make sure that you get that book and read it. It is an absolute 
positive, wonderful message on divine healing. Brother Hagin, when he traveled, as a matter of fact, he went from all over the United States, from top to the bottom and everywhere in between, and he would carry that book, Christ the Healer, with him. And he said that he wore out several copies of that book. It was a hardcover because he read it so much. Oh, man. And so I was listening to uh, his son yesterday, going through chapter 1 and chapter 2 on Christ the Healer. And he said something that I've said something for years and years, and I love it, can't improve on it, so I'm going to say it again. And that is this. The Jesus Christ went to the cross, spirit, soul, and body, to redeem mankind, spirit, soul, and body. Amen. He bore our sin. He bore our confusion. And he also bore our sickness and our diseases. So rise up, son of God. Rise up, daughter of God. When sickness and disease knocks on your door, remind the enemy that Jehovah Rapha is still making house calls. That Jehovah Rapha is my physician. He is the one that mends. He is the one that cures. He is the one that takes what is broken and makes it whole again. Can you testify in your life that there was a time where you were broken? That you were broken maybe in your physical being. But the Jehovah Rapha came along and made you whole. Hallelujah. And sent you, praise God, on a solid rock so that you could fulfill all the will of God. So rise up now and say it with me in the name of Jesus. Sickness and disease. We put you on the run. We demand you to go now. To flee in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And there's this enemy of poverty and lack. Well, we have Jehovah Jireh. I said, we have Jehovah Jireh. Is he not our provider? You know, when Abraham was up there and he was getting ready to offer up Isaac for a sacrifice, the, the Spirit of God stopped him. And young Isaac asked Abraham, you know, I see the wood and I see the fire, but where's the offering? Here's what Abraham said, son, the Lord will provide. On the mountain it shall be revealed, it shall be seen. And I want you to know that in your life, it may not look very good right now, but we serve a God who is faithful. We serve Jehovah Jireh. We serve a God who is our abundant provision. We serve a God who abundantly supplies your every need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We serve a God of great compensation. We serve a God of great reward. So don't let go of your faith. Don't let go of your confidence in Him. If He ever was Jehovah Jireh then, He's still Jehovah Jireh today. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And He'll be the same forever. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. Amen. And you need to tell that to the devil. When he comes along with his lies. You'll never make it. You'll never pay your bills. You'll never be able to own a home. You'll never get your church paid off. Liar, 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 pants on fire. 
We serve a great God. We serve a faithful God. We serve a good God. Woo! Come on, somebody. Shout amen. Amen. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is your provider. Hallelujah. So let's put him on the run. This is another enemy. This is another road that he's going to flee from right now. Raise a hand toward heaven and say this with me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we take our dominion and we take our authority over poverty and lack. Poverty and lack, you must flee because Jehovah Jireh is my God and He is my provider. Therefore, I believe for abundant provision in Jesus' name. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, folks, don't take these declarations lightly. Because as you make these declarations in faith, something goes into motion. I said, something starts happening. You may not see it with your natural eyes for a period of time. But know this, something is already happening where your body is concerned. Something is already happening where your finances are concerned. Because it happened over 2,000 years ago. Amen? And we're just accessing it now with our faith and with our confidence. That's another road. I see him running out Hesperian Avenue right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now here's another enemy. How about the enemy of defeat and failure? The enemy of defeat and failure. I like what Pastor Hagen says. He says, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. Try that one on for size. Say it with me. I will not be defeated and I will not quit. Matter of fact, I refuse to quit. I am not a quitter. I'm a winner. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. I refuse to quit. Because when I look into the perfect law of liberty, all I see is victory. When I open up my Bible and I look into that perfect law of liberty, all I can see is freedom. All I can see is victory. And what name correlates with that? The Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi. He is my victor. He is my champion. He is the one who upholds my arms and holds me steady when the storms of life came. come. He is my Aaron and He is my Ur. He is Jehovah Nisi. He is lifting me and holding me up every day. You know, the Bible says He upholds all things by the word of His power. If He's upholding this whole universe by the word of His power, the sun the moon and the stars. He's upholding you. 
He's upholding your family. And when he upholds me and upholds you, that means he keeps us from failing and he keeps us from falling. We don't need to fail. We don't need to fall back because he is Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our victor. I hear in my spirit scriptures like this. Thanks be unto God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I hear this down in my heart, 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Hallelujah. You ready to rise up? Rise up in your heart right now. Say it with me in the name of Jesus. I take my place of victory in Christ Jesus. And I remind you, devil, I'm not the defeated one. You're the defeated one. I am not the loser, but you are the loser. Therefore, in the name, above every name, I take my dominion over defeat and failure. I remind you, devil, that he is Jehovah Nisi. He is my victor. He is my champion. And in him I live. And I move. And I have my being. Hallelujah. That's another road, right? He just left. He went out that door right there. He tucked his tail. And he running from you as in terror. So carry yourself as more than a conqueror. Carry yourself in faith as a victor in Christ Jesus. Then number four, there's this enemy of worry and care. This enemy of worry and care. Brenda talked quite a bit about it, but let me just summarize it. He's Jehovah Shalom. He is the Lord, our peace. And he gives us a peace that passes all understanding. You see, the peace that he gives is not as the world gives. No, it's not worldly peace. It's godly peace. The peace that he gives is not of this world system. The peace that he gives is heaven's peace for earth's tests. For earth's trials, for earthly cares, for earthly woes, and for earthly concerns, He's given us a peace that passes all understanding. Hallelujah. Now, don't allow anything to disturb your peace. Whether it be on the job, or whether it be a family member, whether it be a bad report, or whatever the case may be, refuse to let anything disturb your peace. Peace is available to those who will access it with their confidence and with their faith. That's why he told us, cast all your care. Cast all your care upon him. Because he cares for you. 
Psalm 55, cast your burden on the Lord, and what will He do? He will sustain you. Amen. You know, there's so many things that go on in the life of a church, so many tests and so many trials that people have, people that right now are battling things that are very, very serious. And, uh, you know, Brenda and I were talking about it at home the other day, and, you know, uh, if you let it, it would be overwhelming. It just could be overwhelming. And you could think, oh, my goodness, this is happening over here, and this is happening over there, and, oh, you know, all these things. But we don't need to let that penetrate us to the degree where we become helpless in the face of opposition. See, there's a difference between caring for a person and praying for a person than taking the care of their life upon you. If you take the care of another person's tests and trials or whatever the case might be, if you take them upon you, what will happen is you'll become so burdened down that you won't be able to pray for them effectively. You become so overwhelmed by the, by the pull, if you will, of the curse that you'll find yourself in a place of almost getting depressed and discouraged over another person's battle. Now, by no means am I saying that you become flippant. No, you care for those people. And one of the greatest ways that you can show your care for another person is get on your knees. Call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon the great physician. Call upon the great God of whose you are and whom you serve. And pray for His power and pray for His presence to be made manifest in their lives. And here's what you'll discover. When you do those things, not only shall you be free from discouragement and despondency, but you'll see a lifting of those people that you're praying for. We serve a supernatural God. We serve a God who is able to turn the most tragic situations around. What the enemy means for evil, God can take around in a moment of a time, and He can turn it around for good. But he needs you and he needs me to be carefree. He needs you and he needs me to be sustained by his power and his presence so that we are in a position to pray powerful prayers over people. And I tell you, another way that you can be a blessing to a person that's going through a test and through a trial is just simply be there for them. Just be there for them. How can I be there for them? Call them up. Text them. Send them some flowers. Just let them know that you love them and that you're for them and God is on their side. You don't need to go in there with 150 scriptures and preach to them. You just need to be there for them. Sometimes the greatest thing you can do for a person is just sit there and be with them. Hallelujah. Say it, may I cast all my care on, about life's challenges in my life and in the lives of others. I cast them on you. You are the great caretaker. 
Are you ready to rise up? Say with me in the name of Jesus. I put care. I put worry. I put it on the run. In the name of Jesus. For Jehovah Shalom is my peace. I have peace in every area of my life. Now don't forget what I just preached to you. Because you may have the opportunity before you get home today to be fearful and be full of care and be full of worry. Just remember, care and worry just went out that door. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it with me. He is Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi. And you are Jehovah Shalom. And there's this other enemy, the enemy of confusion. The enemy of confusion. Don't talk about how confused you are. Never say, I don't know what to do. I'm confused. Now, if you don't know what to do, say this. Thank God, He is Jehovah Raha. He is my shepherd. I know the voice of the good shepherd. And I will hear Him. And I will follow Him. And I will enjoy life. Say that with me. I hear Him. I follow Him. And I will enjoy life. He's the good shepherd. And the voice of a stranger, we're not going to follow. Therefore, we absolutely refuse to be confused. See, God is not the author of confusion. Now, certainly we pray about things and we, we continue to seek the Lord and check up on the inside and what steps we should take and where we should go and what we should invest on and who should we allow into our inner circle and, you know, all these types of things. I mean, life is full of multiple decisions we need to make. But the worst thing we can do is violate the peace of God and violate the wisdom of God that He's already made available to us on the inside. You may not know what you should do up here, but on the inside is where the answer already is. I said on the inside of you is where the answer is. Amen. So instead of wasting time talking about how confused you are, take time to pray in the Holy Ghost. Take time to say things like this. Thank God I have received the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I know exactly what to do. Jesus is my wisdom. Are you ready to send Him down the road? Raise a hand and say this to me. Lord Jesus, you are Jehovah Raha. You are my great shepherd. You lead me and guide me into all the truth for my life. You're leading me beside the still waters. Therefore, in Jesus' name, I speak to you, confusion. And I put a stop on you now. In the name of Jesus, for Jehovah Raha is my shepherd. Glory to God. 
I understand each of these will preach for a month, but we're just kind of summarizing. He'll come against you one way. But it'll flee before you down seven roads. Amen. And then, of course, there is the enemy of condemnation. Condemnation. Right? Pastor Caleb and I preached a little bit about confidence and coming boldly to the throne of grace as sons, sonship in Christ that we have. Amen? Amen. It was good. You ought to listen to it. You'll be encouraged in the Lord. But uh, a good friend of mine many years ago preached this. He said, condemnation is the confidence killer. Right? Now, condemnation is not right for a child of God. Why? Because He is our righteousness. Say with me, He is Jehovah Sidkenu. You are my righteousness. Now remember, through righteousness, we reign in life. Amen? Righteousness simply means that we've got right standing with God. Just as if sin never existed before. Are you ready to put condemnation on the run? Let's say it together. Right now, in Jesus' name, Jehovah Sidkenu is my righteousness. I'm a son of God. I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. Therefore, in Jesus' name, I demand condemnation to flee. I command condemnation to exit. Condemnation, you must go now in Jesus' name. For Jehovah's Sidkenu is my righteousness. And last but not least, as Pastor Tom comes to the platform, amen. Glory to God. Let's shout a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. He may come against you one way, but he's going to flee from you seven ways. He may come against you on one road, but he's going to flee before you on seven roads. The last one is the enemy of fear. The enemy of fear. Well, you know, you could preach a month on that. But let me just remind you of a couple of scriptures. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Point to yourself and say this. God didn't give me a spirit of fear but a power power. and a love love. and of a sound mind. Fear, I resist you. I I refuse to fear. For Jehovah Shammah is the Lord who is present. He is here in my life. He is for me. He is on my side. And he lives on the inside. Jehovah Shammah removes all fear from my life. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Last scripture. Isaiah the 41st chapter and the 10th verse. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Well, I don't know whether I helped you or not, but I preached myself happy. Glory to God. The seven redemptive names of God completely cover the total defeat of the seven major enemies of life. The enemy of fear. Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. We'll wait until we can get the scripture up. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Did y'all stand up? You've been seated for quite a while now. All stand up. 
Lift a hand up toward the Lord and let's read this together. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Not afraid. Not afraid. Not afraid. For you are with me. Lift both hands right now. Say, Father, I thank you that you've not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. I know that you are Jehovah Shammah, that you are present in my life. You are here. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I put the spirit of fear on the run. Devil, I come against you with the mighty name of Jesus. He is Jehovah Shammah. He is present. He is in my life, working on my behalf in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Woo, glory to God. Amen. So for the seven major enemies, we have seven major names. And it can all be summed up in what we sang about earlier, the name of Jesus. The name above every name. God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Hallelujah. And every tongue's going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. So take these scriptures that I've shared with you. Take this message that I've shared with you. And when one of these things come against you, rise up and do the word of God. And you shall be blessed in your doing. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. God is good. All the time. And all the time, God is good. Hallelujah.